We serve an awesome God. Kirk Franklin had it right. It's something about the name Jesus. <laughs> that when he shows up in his house. I, see, I like God's man. He, he's, when two or three are gathered. In his name. He's in the midst. Jesus is already here. Whatever you need, just reach out. The master is here. Which means deliverance is in the house. Salvation is in the house. Healing is in the house. Maybe I get him a shout over this. Your prosperity is in the house. But I need some real saints to know we need salvation in God's house. If he don't give me another dime, I need souls to be saved in Madisonville. I may not get to my message. It's okay. You follow the spirit. But he's been so good. Yes, 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 yes. See, I had to preach my cousin's eulogy the week before Christmas. He's been so good. They told him he wasn't going to live six months. But three years later, he still walked into church talking about he's been so good. Cancer man had him. But he's in a place where there's no more sickness. I'll, I'll, I'll read my text for you. Psalms 34. You already know it. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us new mission exalt his name together. I will I choose to my mind is made up I will bless the Lord no matter how I'm feeling no matter what it looks like no matter who's here I will bless the Lord Father we thank you for what you've already done Lord continue to have your way in this place we thank you for your glory your mercy, your grace that's kept us through 2018. Lord, speak to us today. Move me out of the way. Hide me behind the cross. Lord, you said in your word, if you be lifted up, you will draw all men unto you. Lord, we've already elevated you. You do the drawing through the power of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Mm. I'm, I'm sorry, New Mission. I, I usually know how to act better. 
when I get invited to somebody's house. But when I think about the name of Jesus, the worshiper in me loses his mind. If I, I want to use for a, a thought this morning, I woke up like this. I, I know Beyonce wrote the song, but David wrote it before she did. I, I woke up like this. And I want to start with just the first part of Psalms 34. I will bless the Lord. At all times, I will bless the Lord. Yes, sir. As I was preparing for this message, I knew I was coming here, and I love your pastor dearly. And I told him in office that if you invite me to preach on at ten forty-five, that means I got to do some real studying. When he said we went to school together, I'm not, we are not the same age. He's talking about college, not high school. <laughs> I thought about that. He said we went to school together. I don't, how old do they think I am? <laughs> but in studying for this text, what I found out and this is a praise report of David. We're at the end of the story. And David has made up in his mind that all that I have been through, I will bless the Lord. But to understand what he went through, we got to go back to Psalms. Start first Psalms started at chapter 16 and walk through verse 20, chapter 21. Can I take my time a little bit and tell y'all the story? In chapter 16 in 1 Psalms, we are introduced to a little shepherd boy. The prophet Samuel comes to Jesse's house and is searching for the new king. We all know the story. Jesse lines up his boys. Samuel, it's, it's, it's got to be this one. No oil flows. Samuel, it's, it's got to be this one. Uh-uh. No, no, no. God ain't called him. Yes, Samuel, what, what about this one? Uh-huh. It's, no, no, that, he's not the one either. And so on and so on. Then Samuel says, you know what, Jesse? We can't come to the table. It's got to be one more. Uh-huh. The Lord has sent me here for a purpose. Yes, sir. And Samuel, Jesse says, well, I got the little ruddy one. He's out there tending the sheep. I, I'll call him. And when you know like many of us that have been looked over and passed over. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Has anybody ever been looked over? Yes. Knew you had what it takes to do the job, but then they give it to somebody who's not qualified. But things happen to go well when they call you to the table. And when David comes forth, the oil begins to flow. Yes, sir. But the story don't stop there, Pastor Venice. Because in the very next chapter of David's life, he runs into a giant by the name of Goliath. Which tells you and I today that even if we cross over into 2019, it's going to be some giants we're going to have to face. But you need the oil of the Lord to guide you through. 
And too many of us don't let the oil flow. We don't let God have his way. We try to do things on our own strength and our own might. Look at, look at the story. When we go to 1 Samuel chapter 17, for 40 days, this argument has been going back and forth. Goliath is on one side, Israel's on the other side of the mountain. Begging them, somebody in the camp's got to be a fighter. You're right. Somebody in God's house got to be a fighter. Somebody. I know I, what I can do. Is there anybody in the house that's willing to stand up for the Lord? These were trained soldiers who knew that when God showed up, they always had the victory. Yes, sir. But not one person dared to fight because they were too scared of the enemy. Yes, sir. But when I thought about the church, church, we just like the soldiers. Yes, sir. Watching the enemy scatter our communities. Watching the enemy kill our fathers and men. Watching the enemy to break up our homes and marriages. But is there one who can say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who defileth the name of the Lord? Is, is there just one? So David is doing what he's supposed to be doing. He's playing in the heart for Saul. Going back to his father's house and working. His daddy sends him back to give his brother some food. And he overhears this Philistine challenging God's people. So David says, well, what did the king say? We, we, we got to just defeat him and I, I'm the man for the job. The previous chapter, he's tending sheep. In this new chapter, he's a soldier. God never tells us how he was trained. But if you keep reading on in Samuel, David fought lions and bears. What seemed small to us was preparing him for his destiny. Despise not small beginnings of what God has placed in your hand. It's preparing you for the place he is calling you to. But too many of us don't want to clean the church. We, we don't want to pick up informers after service. That's the janitor's job. <laughs> we, we don't want to work with the kids because I, I can't stand kids. But then we talk about them when they get in trouble. <laughs> now, I know this don't happen here. I'm talking other churches around the city. But is there one who will stand up for the Lord and say, no matter where I started at, God has a, the final say about where I end up at. So we already, David defeats Goliath. Now he's bef- before the king. Same chapter. <laughs> right here, he's tending sheep. Anointed as the king. In the next chapter, he's sitting before the king. Looking at what God has called him to. Some of us give up before God can put us where he needs us to be. 
Because it's not going our way. It doesn't look like or feel like how we want it to. But you are looking at the very thing God has called you to. Chapter 18. He's with the king. He's had a little victory in his life. The people begin to praise him. We know that some Saul has killed his thousands. David has killed his ten thousands. But the king is jealous of the very one he's sending out. Can I tell y'all, when God has put a calling on your life, everybody that starts out with you is not happy about the places that God is calling you to. Matter of fact, you can't take everybody with you into your destiny. Because the one people, the very ones that love you in one chapter of your life, would be the same ones trying to tear you down. And let me, can I tell y'all a secret? It ain't even the people that's outside the church. Because all this stuff happened in-house. Not outside the house. We got to get the in-house corrected first before we can go outside the house. I know many of us make New Year's resolutions about wanting to lose weight, signing up for a gym. We're going to pray more. We're going to read the word more. But Acts 13, 22 tells us David was a man after God's own heart. But if you read the end of it, it says, because he will do what I asked him to do. In 2019, can God count on you? You don't need no more resolutions. Just ask yourself, can God count on me to live right? Can God count on me to be more forgiving? Can God count on me to show the same mercy he gives me when I mess up? Can I show that to my brothers and sisters? Can God count on me? See, this is before Bathsheba, before we know the, 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 the mess in David's life. We, we, we know about all that. But God still favored him. Even though we know David messes up later on, some of us messed up back in January, February, March, last Sunday after church, on our way to church, and while we were sitting in church. But God did not kill you or strike you down. When the praise went up, his presence came in. And how dare us continue to move and operate and not love one another. Not treat each other with the same respect we want to be treated with. When will the church get back to loving each other? I didn't understand. Saul is the king. And he's jealous of a foot soldier. It, it doesn't make sense that the king 
is jealous of somebody he has authority over. Yes, sir. Yes, Lord Jesus. Too many of us in leadership mm-hmm. get jealous of somebody's gift. <laughs> because their gift does something in the service preach it, preach it, sir. that ours don't. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I can't sing like my brother. But that don't mean I need to talk about my brother. Because that's not my gift. I can't play like my sisters. But I don't need to talk about how loud they play. Because that's not my gift. But when I operate in what God has called me to do, the church can move forward, God gets the glory, and the people are edified. But you got to use your gift. Too many of us feel comfortable sitting in the pews. And the church is struggling because you are not where God has called you to be. If you can sing, there's a seat in the choir stand. If you know how to treat people friendly, there's a post at the door. If you know how to Break open the word of God. Yes, sir. There's a Sunday school class, a Wednesday night Bible study, a prayer meeting for you to teach the people of God. Yes, sir. Can God count on you? Yes, sir. Amen. In 2019. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The days for membership are over with. The church don't need no more members. We need active duty soldiers. So that when you get called into duty, all you got to say is, Pastor, where do you need me? I may not even like you, but where can you use me? Because it ain't about you. It's about him. So Saul has his priorities mixed up. He forgot what God has called him to do. And Saul messes up. He still could have been king. But he did not obey the word of the Lord. See, when you, we don't, when you don't obey the word, there's consequences to your actions. And God dealt with that immediately. And not only did it affect him, it affect his bloodline. Yeah. 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 Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, let me move on from that right there. So, chapter 19, David finds favor with his Saul's son, Jonathan. All right. It said his soul was basically infatuated with David. That was his boy, his homeboy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Then he got his daddy on the one hand. And his friend on the other. Imagine being stuck 
between a rock and a hard place where I got to choose between my family and the word of God. The word went out. This is the new king. The kingdom has been snatched from here, but he still had a position. Can I give you a little side note? Many of our churches are operating when God has moved on. We still stick with the same program. The, can I call? Can I call the roll? Yes, sir. The choir shows up. The musicians show up. The ushers show up. The preachers show up. The people show up. God, not present. Nowhere wrong. Yes, sir. Nowhere to be found. But because we are not sensitive to the presence of God, we don't know that we are not even in the house of God. Then it's more about membership than relationship. So Jonathan, he says, David, I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to protect you at all costs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know this may cost me yeah. my life. Yes, but I love you enough to protect yes, sir. the oil mm-hmm. that God has placed on you. Yes, to make sure you reach yes, the potential that God has called you to. Are you willing to invest in somebody yes, at all costs? Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What are you willing to invest in the next generation? Right. Yes, Lord. You, you said something. Yes, Lord. There needs to be a transitioning period. Not that you can't do the job, but there's a gift that needs to be cultivated and nurtured. And we see the gift of God being used. Yes. And we want to elevate what God, where God is at. Yes, but too many of us get scared. Yeah. Because they don't do it like we do it. They don't, they don't sing the hymns like we used to. They don't... Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Yes, Lord. All right. <laughs> this generation doesn't operate. They don't do church like we do it. So we're going to hold them back until they do it how we want them to do it. But that ain't what God called them to. If he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever, if he moved in your generation, what makes you think he can't move in this generation? When we move ourselves out of the way and let God have his way, then we can work together and God can truly get the glory. The church needs some Jonathans who can... Say, I, I know what God did for this generation, but I'm going to stand in the gap 
and protect the oil mm -hmm. on this generation. So he says, I want my, my daddy told me he wasn't going to kill you. My daddy wouldn't lie to me. I'm his son. But he didn't know his daddy like he thought he did. Saul called a dinner. Said, right, David. I, I don't have no more problems with him. We, we good. We fine. We, we fine. I ain't going to do nothing. We just going to sit down and have a family dinner. But Saul had a javelin that was next to him and threw it at David. And David takes off. Which brings us to chapter 21. David has now ran into the enemy's camp. <laughs> it's some stuff, some choices that you made this year that you made on your own. That when God should have took you out for instead of running to him, we ran to the enemy's camp and made ourselves comfortable. We made some choices this year. But it was God's grace and mercy that kept every single one of us. So, so, so the, the Philistines recognized David. Ain't, ain't this the one that the Israelites sing about? That Saul killed his thousands, David his ten thousands? And David feared for his life. The same David back in chapter 17 stood up to a warrior, a known fighter. Four chapters later, this same David is scared for his life. So he decided, I'm going to act crazy. Make them think I've lost my mind. Let me tell you how the text ties into that. Because I'm about done. I told you David made the choice. But God's grace spared him. Because the Philistines could have killed Israel's future. <laughs> they had the future of their enemy right in their presence. They could have killed him, but God stepped in and protected him. The enemy could have took you out in 2018, but God. The doctor gave somebody here a report you didn't want to hear, but God. Some people walked out on you and your heart was broke. You went through depression, but God. Some friends turned their back on you and you cried yourself to sleep wondering what did I do, but God. Is a friend that will stick closer than any brother. There were some church folks that said they was going to be with you from January to December. But God. <laughs> there were some folks that said they was going to join the choir. But God. 
there were some folks that said they was going to usher, but God. I don't care what you got your butt into. But God stepped in and saved you. He kept you. And I wonder if there's anybody in New Mission that can look back over your life that can say from January 1st to this Sunday, the last Sunday of this year, that I will bless the Lord at all times because his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Why is his praise in my mouth? Because when I look back over my life and see everything he's brought me through from January to December, if it was nobody but God, I can't write a check big enough. I can't, my family can't step in, but I serve a God who's bigger than any check I can write. David said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. I'm trying to get some more people to catch. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. What does magnify mean? I don't care what you're facing on this last day of Sunday. Your God is bigger than any problem you can face. All you got to do is take it and leave it at the altar and walk away and lift up your hands. And say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I don't care if I go into the New Year sick. I will bless the Lord. I don't care if people walk out on me in 2019. The God I serve will walk with me every day. Because the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not walk. He maketh me lie down the green pasture. He restoreth my soul. Lift up your head. Oh, ye gates. And be ye lifted up. The everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord mighty. The mighty. Bless your name, God. On this last Sunday in 2019, look, 18, 19, you know what I mean. (laughs) Thank you, baby. We ought to come and magnify the name of the Lord. If we don't bless him any other Sunday, the last Sunday of this year, the people of God who know without a shadow of a doubt that it was God that brought you through this year. I don't got to wait to watch night service. I'm going to lift up my hands. There's a hallelujah in my belly. Because I'm not guaranteed to make it out this door today. So while I got breath in my body, I will bless the name of the Lord. Let everything that have breath. Praise ye the Lord. Let everything that have breath in this house praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 
Oh, magnify the Lord with me. I've done my part. I want to see if there's any real saints in here that can say without a preacher, without an organ, without a piano, there's a praise on the inside that I got to get out. Listen, Bless your name, God. We worthy to be praised, oh God. We magnify your name, oh God. We lift you up. You're worthy, oh God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you for keeping me, oh God. Thank you for grace and mercy. Thank you for delivering us. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. If God brought you to 2018, somebody ought to praise God. You ought to praise God that you made it this far. You ought to praise God that he kept you. He made a way out of nowhere. Don't nobody know your story but you. Give God some praise in that. Hallelujah. The word has been preached. And perhaps you came today just because it's the last Sunday of the year, but you really don't know the Lord.